Welcome to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. We are coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Each week on this program, we'll be discussing key topics to empower you to succeed with the job search and your career. In addition, We'll share with you the latest career-related news and jobs data you can use to land a new job and make more money. Our goal with your career is to share with you insider secrets and tips you can use whether you're looking for a new job or just want to make more on your existing one. On today's program, we're going to discuss some tips on interviewing, but I'm really excited with our guest today because we're going to talk about some tips on investing and making a lot of money with a safe investment. So I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, Before diving in, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Todd Bermont, author of 10 Insider Secrets to Winning Job Search and founder of TCC Learning of League City, Texas. My company, TCC Learning, has created an online program to empower you to land your dream job. To learn more, visit tcclearning.com. That's tcclearning.com. So first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to folks that might be listening in from Huntsville today. Uh, We did a workshop this morning uh, for an incredible group of people up in Huntsville. It's a Lee College uh, program in Huntsville and just really enjoyed the group and uh, just incredibly interactive. So just wanted to give a positive shout out and say, hey, for those of you who are tuning in this afternoon. And uh, now for today's program. Uh, I have a wonderful guest, J.W. War. J.W. is an author and financial futurist at American Note Warehouse. I'm really excited because over the past several years, basically since the financial meltdown, interest rates have gotten crushed. And this has crushed those of us who don't like to take huge risks in the stock market. J.W. is going to share with us today some exciting investment ideas, and I, I really wish I knew about these years ago. Um, However, before bringing J.W. on, we have lots to discuss. First, let's discuss yesterday's weekly unemployment report. This week, slightly over 250,000 people filed for first-time unemployment claims. So while it's still a lot of people, it's, believe it or not, a relatively low number compared to where we've been at uh, over the last several years. So, uh, But maybe even more exciting than that number, though, was... An announcement yesterday that a thousand jobs were saved with a carrier uh, keeping those jobs in the United States. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, the announcement by carrier that they've decided to keep a thousand jobs in the U.S., to me, that is hugely significant. Uh, given the incredible amount of press that this has received, don't be surprised if more companies start to follow suit. Quite frankly, it's about time we bring jobs back to this country. Employers were plenty profitable years ago when jobs were plentiful in here in the U.S., and there's no reason why this can't happen again. You can just feel the momentum in the air. So for job seekers, this is an exciting time we are about to embark on. Now, some of you might not know, but one of the many hats that I wear is teaching a job search class for a local community college. And uh, a couple of nights ago, we had the class go through mock interviewing, where we brought in uh, folks from... Uh, employers from the local area to conduct mock interviews for with the students and, and to grade the students on those interviews. And I want to share with you some key observations from 
from that class because you know it's really interesting you can sit and teach and try to preach the importance of practice and preparation and sometimes i guess uh some folks have to learn the hard way uh there there was really some interesting things first of all i want to emphasize for those of you in the audience the importance of preparation you know as we've said on this program a football team will practice and and prepare an entire week for one three-hour game. And how many of you are putting that same kind of practice and preparation into your job interviews? It's so important. So many of the students showed up to these mock interviews clearly unprepared, and it showed in in the mock interviews. And one of the things that we preach in, in the Careers College and one of the things that we preach on this program is you want to make sure that you go through a checklist the night before the interview and make sure that you set everything out that you're going to need for that interview. Like one of the things that we talked about big time in the class was the fact that bring six copies, at least six copies of your resume. They all were going to go through three interviews, but we said, you know what, bring some extras just in case. And guess what? Somebody showed up, totally forgot to bring their resumes. So right out of the gate, poor poor first impression. Then another thing we talked about on the interviews is the importance of dressing appropriately. And now it doesn't mean you have to wear a suit and tie to every interview. It really depends on the job that you're interviewing for. So one of the things I recommend is show up as if you're the best dressed person for the job that you're interviewing for. And uh, in in this program, they were going through mock interviews for a uh, maintenance and millwright type position. So you don't need to be wearing a suit to go to that kind of an interview. But but we had one of the guys that showed up in jeans with holes in them and and a couple of the guys showed up in T-shirts. And that's just not appropriate attire for the interview. So it's so important to be prepared and it's so important to remember that 90% of all communication is nonverbal. So when you give that first impression, that's going to dictate how the entire interview goes. So when you show up to the interview, if you're not prepared, if you don't have extra copies of your resume, if you're not dressed appropriately, we had a couple of the folks that their hair was all disheveled and, and, you know, not even combed. And what kind of impression is that going to give to the interviewer? It's not going to give a very positive one. How you look is an indication of the kind of work ethic that you're going to have on the job. So hiring managers, believe me, can tell how much practice and preparation you put in advance in on the interview. So I can't overemphasize that point enough. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that we talk about how interviewing is much like playing darts. You know, you think about playing darts to hit a bullseye. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Yet, imagine now trying to putting a blindfold on and trying to hit that bullseye, how difficult it's going to be. And yet most people approach the job interview like playing the darts blindfolded. And so what do I mean by that? What I mean is, how do you know what the interviewer is looking for in their ideal candidate? Are you a mind reader? Do you have a crystal ball? 
there's only one way that you can find out what type of candidate the employer is looking for, and that's to ask a lot of open-ended questions. And we even had exercises in the class on let's come up with three, four, five open-ended questions that you can ask of the interviewer so that way you can take the blindfold off. Questions like, if you had your ideal employer or your ideal candidate, what kind of question or qualities and characteristics would that candidate have? Uh, or what are the top two or three challenges that keep you up at night that I can help you solve on this job? Or ask a question like, a year from now, you're giving me a great review. What will I have accomplished on this job? If you ask some open-ended questions like that, now you're going to be able to take off that blindfold. You can even change up the way you ask it. You could say, let's say you could wave a magic wand and poof, your, mag- your ideal candidate were to appear. Describe that candidate for me. You know, these are, these are ways that you can uncover what the hiring manager is looking for so that way you can position yourself towards that ideal candidate. Then another thing we talk about, and for those of you that know me, my background has been in sales and sales management. One of the things that salespeople are taught at a very early age is the importance of going for the close at the end of, this, at the, end of the sales process. You have to ask for the order. And this was another thing we talked about time and time again in the class is, What's the proper way to go for the close? And you got to let them know that you're interested in the job. Yet, nobody went for the close. Nobody asked, what are the next steps in the process? Nobody showed excitement about the opportunity and asked, when, when can I start? This is a great opportunity, tremendous potential synergies. When can I start? Or what's the next step in the process? Going for the close and showing that you're truly interested in the position. So uh, then I want to share with you just a couple of questions where people really got tripped up. And you're going to be surprised, those of you that listen to this program, you're going to be surprised in these questions that trip people up. The age-old question, tell me about yourself. Believe it or not, this is the most typical question anybody's going to ever get asked on a job interview. And we practiced it time and time again, yet people got tripped up on it because they didn't practice and prepare on their own over the weekend before the mock interviews. The second question that tripped them up was, what are your greatest strengths? Well, if you don't know what you're good at, how's the employer supposed to know? The third question that tripped people up is, what is your greatest weakness? And finally, why should we choose you over the other candidates that we're currently interviewing? You'd be shocked at how many people bombed that basic question. So, Please, those of you out in this audience, practice for your interviews. Go through the sample interview questions in the Careers College. And also look up sample interview questions for your industry as well. Practice, 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 and be prepared. And then you'll do well on your interviews. So with that, we're going to be coming back in a minute because we're going to switch topics now. And we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart and everybody's heart, and that's making money. And so you're listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5 and 106.1. Worldwide, you can tune in, IRLoneStar.com. Got a question or a topic you'd like covered? Check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Bermont. That's Facebook.com slash Bermont. Now stay tuned as... 
We will be having JW War after the break. Thanks so much. Check out the fastest growing sport in the world. It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast paced, hard hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Hi, it's me, Cece Holmes. I'd like to take this time to invite you to spend your Sunday evenings with me. And of course, Sunday evening jazz, where you will hear the best in smooth jazz, traditional jazz, and indeed so much more. That's Sunday evening jazz every Sunday from 5 until 7 p.m. Right here on Longstar Radio, Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Vermont. Each week on Your Career, we'll be sharing valuable information you can use to further your career and land the ideal job. Uh, for those of you in the audience that are tuning in, especially for this program today out of Huntsville, just want to give you a shout out and say, hey, now let's dive in on today's core topic, making money. This is one of my favorite topics. At the end of the day, if our money can work as hard as we do, we'll be in good shape. You might be wondering, why would we be talking about 401ks on a career radio show? Why are we even talking about money on a career radio show? Well, many of you who who may have recently lost a job, it's quite possible your 401k is still with your former employer. It's important you take ownership and control of that. Most employer plans are not nearly as robust as the ones you can invest in on your own. So I'm really excited to have JW today as our guest. Now, let, let me tell you a little bit about J.W. War. J.W. brings to us a unique perspective. He takes pride in learning things by understanding how they work, not memorizing how someone says they work. He is the picture of the American dream. J.W. never graduated from college or did any scholastic study of finance. J.W. believes that alone has aided him in, in the way that he perceives things. He likes to call it uncluttered thought. He does not approach things with a preconceived notion, which is awesome, nor does he only accept things that prove his theories, which is great to have an open mind. He breaks everything down to simple forms and learns things the hard way. So this bio is different because in JW's words, you need to decide for yourself using your own common sense if what he says is true. Truth has nothing to do with what school he went to or what letters he has after his name. J.W. has been a securities broker, mortgage broker, and a general insurance agent. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he, he's hosted uh, his own uh, radio 
call-in financial advice shows. Uh, you said a radio show in L.A., El Paso, Albuquerque, Seattle. Boy, I'd love to know how to do that. That's awesome. JW is only, is the only small note broker in the U.S., and, and we're going to dive into what exactly that means. Uh, JW has also written many books on finance, including How to Save Money Even If You're Broke, and you know those of you that uh, are currently looking for a job, that might be a perfect book for your situation. Uh, the Perfect Storm, he's written, The Goose That Laid the Golden Eggs. Learn the never told story of how banks make money. That one I need to read, you know, because you look at all these bank buildings, they're huge, they're gorgeous, and they're not even paying us 1% on our CDs. So uh, I'm not surprised they're making money, and I'd like to, I'd love to know how. Uh, also, how to get money out of your current 401k. Boy, that is so important, especially for those of you that had to tap into your 401k just to keep up with current expenses. So, Based on that bio alone, I am intrigued. So, J.W., welcome to the program. Thanks, Todd. Uh, it was great hearing what you were saying before. It's too bad it's not television. You can see my head nodding up and down. <laughs> okay? I've hired a lot of people, and, boy, that's great advice. Well, thank you. I, you know, I, I'm curious, with, with such a diverse background that you have, how in the world did you get in this business called small notes how'd you do that i actually just kind of fell in it i I was i was doing hard money loans i was lending money to people that were buying houses and fixing them up and flipping them and things like that and uh it turned out to be a business i didn't like that much you know people couldn't make the payments and ugly things started happening and so uh, somebody introduced me to something called a mortgage note and uh when I saw this mortgage note, it kind of changed. It was an epiphany. What a great deal. And to understand what a mortgage note is, you just take the word note off it. It's a mortgage. And back when I first got started, it was the mom and pop would inherit a house and uh, they didn't want to be a landlord. So they uh, sold it to somebody on uh, owner finance. And uh, then they wanted to sell that note, that mortgage and get their money now. And so, uh, that was what the market was. And I started out doing big ones. You know, they'd be $100,000, $200,000. But as I did that, I, I got lower and lower in money. So uh, I started wanting to buy $35,000 mortgages. And I understood that most of the mortgage notes out there, most of the owner finances were below $50,000. So I started calling the brokers that were selling me notes. And I said, do you have any, any $50,000 mortgages? And they said, Uh, We don't mess with those. There's not enough money in it. And I realized that that was a huge market because there's there's millions and millions of more people that have under 50,000 than have over 50,000. All right. Now I have to ask a question. Um, Where do you find houses that are under $50,000? I mean, how are, where do these notes come from? And most of the notes after I did this for a few years, I, I started realizing that I was going to run out of notes. So I started going out and talking to investors who were doing fix and flip or own, uh, buy and find and uh, hold. And so I started talking to these guys, say, look, let me finance your houses for you using mortgage notes. So they'll, they'd go out, let's say they buy four or five houses and you can buy them, especially these houses are in the Rust Belt and they're foreclosures or tax lien sales low-dollar type houses, and that's really where I like to specialize. 
and they'll go in and they'll they'll buy these houses and then they'll fix them up and get them qualified for Section 8 housing. So that means the air conditioner has to work, the hot water heater has to work, and everything has to, the windows open and close, and the roof doesn't leak. And then they rent them out to Section 8 people, which means that the federal government's making the payments. And the federal government comes back and inspects those houses to make sure they're not tearing them up. Okay? Really? Yeah, so the government's making the payments. And so what that fix and flipper, he does those four or five houses, and he's got this cash flow coming in. But he, it's going to take him a long time to build up enough money to buy another four or five houses. So he creates a mortgage. And these mortgages, typical mortgage, 24 months. So he might create a mortgage for, say, uh, $17,000 at 15% interest that pays for two years. And so my client buys that mortgage, and it pays him 15% interest and he becomes the first lien holder on the property. So, and it's at a great loan to value. The house is worth maybe $45,000, $50,000. He buys that for $17,000. He's got a great equity position in that house. And then he collects $650 a month for two years at 15% interest. So, so who does the collecting? Like, um, you know, so like, let, let's say, somebody were to have a self-directed IRA and they want to invest in, in one of these notes that, you know, maybe it's a fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 note because boy, with interest rates, the way they are right now, people are lucky to get 1% in the, in their, you know, if you want to be in a safe investment, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at 1% right now at best. And, you know, in a CD or something like that. But I'm curious if somebody invests in a note like this, who's responsible for collecting the payments? Who's How does the money come back to the investor? Well, it's usually just it's collected at a servicing company and then they distribute the check once a month. So if you're buying a mortgage note, the guy that owns it just borrowed the money from you. So he, you're not you're not paying any property taxes, you're not doing any insurance, you're not doing any maintenance, you're just simply getting a check every month. So that's how you're going to get it. You're going to get either wired to your account or a check every month. And I've probably done, I've probably done a thousand of these in the last seven years. So it's not like the, the investor has to issue a coupon book and, and proactively collect the money every month. It's It's just there. And you know, and when, when I was doing this, uh, I wanted to make it easy for the people that were buying it. And so uh, some of these already have a servicing company. If they don't have a servicing company, you can get a servicing company. It costs you 15 bucks uh, a month to do it. And they'll collect the checks and distribute everything. And most of it's, you talked about a, a self-directed IRA. And that's something that everybody that especially has left the, uh, the, a job and left a 401k sitting there, they need to roll that money over into a self-directed IRA. It's easy to do. Uh, one of the companies I recommend is SunWest Trust out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. They charge you $50 to set up a self-directed IRA and $225 a year to run it. So that's even cheaper than the fees in your 401k. And then you just roll that money over into this self-directed IRA. And a self-directed IRA means that you tell them what you want to do. If you want to buy this note, you just tell them, I want to buy this note. And then your IRA buys it. So it's still a qualified plan. 
You, you still got the tax advantages of it, except you're telling them what to buy. And you can do anything you want with it except buy art or life insurance. Okay. Yeah, that's, it, you know, I'd like to emphasize that point because, you know, most employer plans, they're very limiting in the amount of investments that, that you can pick from. You know, usually there's like a bond fund or two that maybe if you're lucky, you might get 4% return if, if, if you're lucky. Um, and then there's uh, different funds that are tied to the stock market performance. But at the end of the day, you're, you're totally at the mercy of the stock market. And I know in my career, I've been in situations where you, you know, you spend years watching your money finally start to accumulate in the stock market and then the market crashes and it gets wiped out inside of days what what took years to accomplish. And that's why, you know, I've been looking for ways, you know, what's a safe, you know, especially with the market all-time highs, you know, there's a, certainly a, a potential likelihood it could come crashing down as much as it can go up. And, uh, so it's, it's important people have a, an alternative on that. And a lot of people I don't think are aware of self-directed IRAs. I know when I had created one, there, there wasn't a lot of companies that offered the ability to do this. Like I had to go to a company out of Ohio, um, and they definitely weren't as cheap as the one that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, I'm curious how, how many, if you could tell the audience, because you can't go to like your normal broker and set one of these up, right? And, you, and the banks, they don't want you to know you can do this, so they don't want to set you up. So so uh, what? Are, how many of these places are out there where you can set up? There's yourself? quite a few. Uh, there's some in Houston There's uh, that are great people. There's just a lot of them. It's just a matter of I find these guys very economical, and they don't do transaction fees. They don't charge you every month when you're getting a check. Uh, and – the beauty of it is, is when you're when you're in the market, like you're talking about, the market goes down, and they the the, the managers are always this, the brokers are always tell you, well, you don't lose any money if you don't sell. Well, you lose something much more precious than money. You lose time. That's right. You can get more money. You can't get more time. And so, you know, I talk about my deals. My my notes pay a guaranteed fifteen percent interest. That's and, incredible. And they're small, so. I was talking, we were talking earlier about the rancher in Texas. So the, the rancher buys a hundred cows and he puts them out in the pasture and the next, he puts some bulls out there and the next year he comes back and he's got 200 cows. Well, he, he walks around that pasture and he sees a cow. He said, that cow didn't have a calf. Well, he's going to change the name of that cow to quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. He didn't want a cow in his pasture, eating his grass, drinking his water and not producing a calf. Well, you've got to be the same way about your money. That's you don't right. want your money not producing more money. Yeah. Well, you want it to compound. So that is that is so true. And and we're gonna dive into this in in a lot more in a moment, but it's it's time to go to break. You know, boy, so much to say in so little time. So when we come back, we're gonna continue this discussion on, you know, I am just so curious how you can get a guaranteed fifteen percent on your money. So stay tuned as we'll be discussing more when we come back. At Jazzy Junk, volunteers reclaim, restore, 
and recycle. Jazzy Junk is a non-profit resale storefront where you will discover wonderful, unique finds at very affordable prices on furniture, antiques, books, art, home decor, and more. When you shop Jazzy Junk, you support New Danville, a community for adults with developmental disabilities. We receive new donations daily, so plan a visit to Jazzy Junk today to find that perfect item or gift. Our motto is here today, gone today. So remember to hurry in and shop often for the best selection. Jazzy Junk is located in the outlets at Conroe on Leak Line Road and I-45 North. Call 936-441-4500 or visit our website jazzyjunk.org that's J-U-N-Q-U-E for more information and store hours. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. It is 228, and you're listening to Your Careers here on IRLoneStar.com and Conrad's FM 104.5 and 106.1. We're going to do a quick weather and traffic break and get back to the show. Let's start with traffic conditions in Montgomery County. I'm looking across the board. I do not see any accidents or instances or any buildup, really. So nothing really to report right now, and we'll be updating you at the top of the hour on your traffic. Right now it's 61 degrees. Humidity is around 46%. This afternoon, there's a 30% chance of showers after your careers. Cloudy with a high near 67, a low of 52. And just a heads up, that rain's going to get worse, a lot worse in the Montgomery County area, leading all the way through the weekend until Monday night. There's a 100% chance of heavy rain and heavy thunderstorms tomorrow night. So please be careful while you're on the roads and where you're going in Montgomery County. You are listening to Montgomery County's community radio station. Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com and, of course, Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1. We'll get back with your careers here in a moment after these messages. Listen in on Mondays at noon to hear the East Montgomery County news. News from our Precinct 4 Commissioner Jim Clark, Precinct 4 Constable Rowdy Hayden, our local nonprofits, school districts, and events that matter to you, residents of Porter, New Caney, and Splendora. With your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information, check us out online at facebook.com slash emcnews. Doing business since 1985, Assistance League of Montgomery County is a nonprofit, all-volunteer organization where all proceeds stay in Montgomery County. We are proud to sponsor 10 philanthropic programs that enhance the lives of those in our community. Visit our thrift shop at 126 North San Jacinto Street in downtown Conroe or call us at 936-760-1151. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Bermont. I'm your host and resident career expert. Each week on Your Career, we'll be sharing valuable information you can use to further your career and land the ideal job. All right, before we dive into this, I I have to ask Mr. Producer a question here. Did I hear you correctly that the chance of rain tomorrow is 100%? According to the National Weather Service, yes. So how is it possible that you can be 100% certain it's going to rain? How how is that possible? Well, Todd, I'm a robot when I read the weather, (laughs) and I read what the National Weather Service at weather.gov tells me. And I'm looking over the forecast, and it says 30% right now, 90% tonight, and tomorrow there's 100% throughout the day. So um, Ah, so that's how you're kind of covering yourself there a little bit, how the National Weather Service is covering themselves. Now it's 100% throughout the day chance. Well, they give you a forecast for Saturday and Saturday night. So right. both say 
All right. Well, I'm going to be really curious to see if it rains tomorrow. Just see how accurate our government reporting is, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it's more accurate than the uh, jobs reporting sometimes. But anyway, you know, I, I digress. So uh, let's let's get back into the conversation that we were having with JW here because, um, well, well, first of all, before I dive into my question about the fifteen percent. I'd like to know, because people are likely going to want to know, how can I reach you to learn more about these and to invest in these notes? So what's the best way people can reach you? Uh, the best way to, to reach me is really easy. It's just go to AmericanNoteWarehouse.com. That's AmericanNoteWarehouse.com. And uh, my webpage will pop up. And at the top right-hand corner, there's a, you'll see books and videos. You can click on that, and there are probably uh, 40 books you can download for free. And most of them are short booklets about how to do the things we're talking about. Uh, there's over 65 YouTube videos you can watch. Uh, they're all short videos about investing in mortgage notes. There's uh, uh, about 40 radio shows you can listen to on the podcast. Uh, where I'm talking about radio, uh, about mortgage notes. There's a lot of information there. All of it is free. I want you to understand, I don't teach a class and charge money to teach people how to buy notes. I sell notes for a living. All the education is free. And when you go to that site, a little pop-up will come up and say, schedule a one-on-one phone conversation with me. Just set up a time you'd like to talk. And when when we do talk, Uh, I'll call you at whatever time you tell me to call you. When we do talk, tell me you heard me on this show, and I will give you one of my hard, one of my own uh, books called "How to Save Money Even If You're Broke." Awesome. And it's a, it's a, it's not dry reading. Okay, I promise you, you'll smile reading a financial book. Okay, (laughs) there's some goofy stuff in there, but it breaks everything down in your in your financial world to something very simple to understand. So please go to AmericanNoteWarehouse.com, set up a one-on-one with me. I'll send you the book. Outstanding. All right. So so just like, uh, you know, I was making having a little fun with our producer here. Uh, you know, I want to have a little fun with you now, JW, because, all right, I'm going to play Mr. Skeptic here, okay? You know, right now, if if you want to invest in a safe investment, you're going to get one to maybe 4% at best. So I, I really want to know, how is it possible you can get a 15% return on a safe investment? I'd really like you to elaborate on These that. are actually 15% interest. So the people, these investors that are buying these houses are willing to pay 15% interest on these notes. And so the note is actually drawn at 15%. Now, you're going to make 15% interest over the the term. And the way you make your money is the same way banks make money. So you're going to get paid 15% interest on the unpaid balance divided by 12 months every single month. You're making 15% interest. Your yield's a little bit higher than that, but your actual guaranteed interest rate is 15%. Now, very few people in the investment world can say the word I just said guaranteed. That's right. Okay. What is this 15% guaranteed by? Well, you're the lien holder on this property. Whatever piece of property it is, you have first lien position on it. 
So what, what exactly does that mean? If the people don't make the payments, you own the house at a fraction of its value. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And so, uh, and if that ever does happen, people always, here's the questions. There's probably three questions people ask me. First of all, it sounds too good to be true. And I admit it sounds too good to be true. Okay. But there's not a lot of moving parts here. Uh, first of all, they never pay me a dime. I'm actually paid by the seller. So they're going to close a deal. It's going to go through the title and you're going to get first lien position on the title registered with the county. So do you actually get a copy of the mortgage? You, or? Yes, you bet. Oh, really? You're, you're, yeah, because you own it. Okay, you're going to get a copy of the note, copy of the mortgage, and uh, you're just going to wire to whatever title company it, it's through. So, And there's nobody between you and your money. So why? I'm curious why an investor, when you can get a mortgage today for uh, maybe 4%, you know, somewhere around there today, uh, why would an investor be willing to pay 15% for their mortgage notes when you can get a 4% mortgage from, from the bank? Help, well, help takes, me understand that. It takes a while for them to go to a bank and get it done. They might not have perfect credit. Uh, they, uh, banks are going to charge them points, and banks have all sorts of criteria. Okay, so, and banks like, if they're going to buy a, a note like this, banks like them seasoned. And so that's exactly what these guys are doing. They're buying this note at 15%. I mean, they're giving this mortgage out at 15%. And somewhere in the first year to a year and a half, they're going to go to the bank and refinance the whole thing and get a low interest rate because they have a payment history. And they, these payments are guaranteed by the federal government. They're mostly Section 8 housing. Uh, so up front, the bank doesn't see that guarantee income and the property's vacant. So it's not like there's a rental history or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah, I could see how it would be difficult for them in in a lot of cases to want to lend the money. Then I, I suppose a lot of the neighborhoods where some of these houses are, are being bought and flipped like in in, in this nature or invested in this nature, probably not some of the best neighborhoods in the world or they're not, Uh, you know, but, those are hardworking people who need a place to live, and it sure is cheaper to buy, to rent these houses than it is to go out and, and get an apartment somewhere. And it's hard to qualify for an apartment. Uh, but also Dodd-Frank kills the little, little the little housing business. Dodd-Frank said that any any bank doing a loan under $100,000 can only charge three points. So they can make $3,000 on a $100,000 loan. It takes them just as long to do a $100,000 loan as it does to do a $500,000 loan. Only they can make four points on the five hundred thousand. That's a lot of money. Whereas three points on a hundred thousand, three grand. So what banks did is they stopped doing small loans, and so this this has exposed a huge uh, volume of houses that is uh, Americans need to be able to buy a house. And if you're not if you're not buying a house over a hundred thousand dollars, good luck getting it through a bank. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You're you're gonna get me on my soapbox now with with Dodd Frank, and all I can say is a lot of times you just have to beware when when a bill is passed by Congress where they say we're trying to help out the little guy. It always seems to have the opposite effect, and and uh, it was my understanding that the purpose of Dodd Frank was to avoid having the situation where the banks would be too big to fail, so we'd avoid the whole scenario caused the last meltdown. And it seems like the opposite has happened with this bill that 
the big banks have gotten bigger and the small banks have gotten crushed. Crushed. But, but, it's an illusion. But uh, anyway, I I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I, I'm curious for, you know, a lot of folks that have a 401k with their current employer, you know, they may only have 10000 12000 Eighteen thousand dollars in in the four hundred one k. Is there like a minimum that you need to have to be able to invest in these types of notes? Twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred. That's twenty five hundred is the smallest you can go. And the good news about if you invested twenty five hundred dollars is it pays fifteen percent interest. So wow. it doesn't matter how much you put in, you're still going to make fifteen percent. So uh, for for us in the audience that uh, aren't so great with math, so if you're making 15% on a $2,500 loan, at what point will you be able to make another $2,500 loan? Well, uh, I would say you're you're looking at somewhere around 17 months. That's it? Yeah, because you're getting that payment back every month. (laughs) You're getting back $650, $700 a month. So uh, I don't know how long it takes you to get up another 25. I guess I could do the math, but it doesn't really seem to be that long. <laughs> right. Maybe it's less time than that. And then what you do is you're getting, as you're getting this money, uh, you get to 2,500 again, you buy another $2,500 note. Now you have two of them paying you. And the time shortens every time you do it. So if it was taking you 17 months the first time, it takes you uh, 11 months the second time. And the third time it's taking you eight months and then five months, and four months. And so what you're doing is you're taking the same money and you're putting it back to work. You're making it compound for you, just like that rancher, and it's compounding quickly. Now, the the beauty of my notes, and why do I, I don't do big notes. I'm not going to do a $100,000 mortgage. That is outside of my niche. I don't think anybody should go buy a $100,000 mortgage. It pays them $600 a month for 20 years because it takes them 14 years to buy another note. Well, I don't want my money sitting for 14 years. You know, I don't want that cow drinking my water and, and eating my grass. I, it's not going to happen with me. So I realized, even though the rest of the industry likes big notes, small notes are where it's at because you can compound your money quickly. So if you can, every time you get to $2,500, you can go back in and make 15% on it. That's compounding very rapidly. And, you know, in Top Gun, they said, I feel the need, the need for speed. And that's the way I look at compounding. The, you know, if you had a bank, one bank says, listen, we're going to compound yearly. Another bank says, well, we're going to compound monthly. And another one says, we're going to compound daily. Where are you going to put your money? Yeah, I mean, you want it to be compounding. Fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so these are so ideal for the average guy. You know, if if you're if you don't have much money, Roll it, and you got it in your 401k, roll it to a self-directed IRA. It's that simple. And if you currently have a 401k where you work and you're afraid of what's going to happen to you in the market, okay, so here's what you do. Borrow the money out of your 401k. When you borrow money from 401k, you have to pay it back at about 4%. So you borrow the money from your 401k. Let's say it's $20,000. You buy a $20,000 note, $20,000 note will pay you about $950 a month. You can use a $950 a month to pay back your 401k, and then when it's paid back, you borrow it again. Now you got two notes. Wow. All right, so I, I have a question. How about those folks out there that have um, annuities? 
are you able to borrow on annuities from the insurance companies and stuff like that and do something similar? You, could, or is it- you know, but mo- mainly, if you have an annuity, I suggest you call me, okay? I spent a lot of my life doing annuities, okay? I was a general insurance agent and a securities broker. So if you have an annuity, most of the people I see with an annuity, I tell them, look, you need to get out of the annuity, okay? Because uh, they don't work the way you think they work. And there's books about it, and a lot of people out there talking about it. But let's say you have a uh, you have a twenty thousand dollar annuity, okay? I think you're better off, even if you have a surrender charge, getting your money out of the annuity. If you if you got a five percent surrender charge on a twenty thousand dollar annuity, well, take it and then buy a note with it, and within a few months you've made up your your penalty, and you never have to look back, and you control your money. I, I'm kind of you hit a nerve with me. Okay, I don't know if you noticed that. My dad... For, I, I see the veins popping yes. out of your forehead okay. as, as we speak. <laughs> My dad had a, a 72 years old, worked for General Motors, and he bought a $70,000 annuity. And my dad, my mom was in bad health, so my dad always thought he was going to live longer. So he took the, the life option on, on the annuity, which paid him the most money. He didn't take any kind of period certain, okay? He paid, he paid $70,000 for this. He collected three checks of $300, and then he died. And the last, when he died, he died on the last day of the month, and the insurance company mailed the check for that last payment before they found out he was dead, and they sent my mother a letter say, send back the $300. My dad paid $70,000 for about 900 bucks. They're not my so, favorite people. <laughs> so, so wait a minute, the wife didn't get the No, it was life annuity, and he died. Wow. He'd annuitized it, and it was over. Wow. Okay, so there's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to dive into this more after the break because, uh, you know, so many people are in annuities as well in their retirement. And, um, you know, so I'd, li- I'd like to dive into this a, a little bit more. So you are currently listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1 and globally on IRLoneStar.com. Also, check us out on Facebook slash Your Career Todd Bermont. Stay tuned as we're going to be discussing more about this fascinating topic on how to make money. STCA Pet Snap of Montgomery County is a 501c3 all-volunteer-based rescue and adoption organization with a no-kill policy for healthy and adoptable animals. Our goals are fourfold, to rescue and rehabilitate homeless animals, to provide a safe haven for the animals until a suitable adoption or foster care home is found or until they are reunited with their owner, to educate the public about the great need to reduce pet population, which includes the importance of having their pets spayed and neutered, and to further the cause for humane and responsible pet ownership, and to provide a low-cost spay-neuter clinic for people who are unable to afford to spay or neuter their pets otherwise. SPCA Pet Snap of Montgomery County encourages you to think adoption first. You can contact us at www.spcaofmc.com. 
The East Texas Dream Center is in need of your help. We are a nonprofit Christian organization that houses women and children who are trying to get their lives back after being homeless, abused, or addicted. We are conveniently located at 301 South First Street, Conroe, Texas, 77301, right here in Montgomery County. Our needs are financial and every needs of gasoline, cleaning supplies, laundry soap, Lysol, and whatever else God puts in your heart. To help our ladies and children, please consider a donation. You may visit our website at www.EastTexasDreamCenter.org. Again, so you don't forget, it's www.EastTexasDreamCenter.org. Donations are tax deductible. Remember what Jesus said, with God, nothing is impossible. Welcome to your career. This is Todd Bermont, and we now are going to just kind of wrap up on this annuity topic real quick because, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, how can people learn more? Because thousands of people out there have um, notes uh, or have annuities out there. And, and what's the best way people can learn about the downfalls and, and how to maybe get out of those annuities and into this type of investment? Just go to AmericanNoteWarehouse.com. When the little pop-up pops up, say you'd have a call me or I call you, set up a time, and I'll call you. Tell me you want uh, that you heard me on this show, and I send you my book, How to Save Money, Even If You're Broke. And there's a chapter in there about annuities. There's a chapter about mortgages. There's a chapter about uh, life insurance and uh, what kind to buy and how much you need and all the things. I And I don't sell any of those things. It's just me talking about them. Plus, uh, if you call me, me and you'll have a conversation, okay? Uh, We talked quite a bit earlier. I'm not that hard to talk to, okay? And I'll talk about whatever you want and give you my advice. But I've been doing this finance stuff for a long time, and I think all you need sometimes is just to have the light turned on so you can see the cockroaches scattered. And and I'll tell you what I think. And, uh, J.W., what? What is your website address again? Because I'm sure a lot of folks are going to want to be able to contact you. And, and uh, what what's your website? American Note Warehouse. American Note Warehouse. Outstanding. Dot com. All right. So uh, now um, I also understand in talking with you, and you know, I tell you, I'm so intrigued by this topic that I totally, I got to apologize to my Mr. Producer over here because I totally flat out missed the end of the music cue because my mind was swimming so much on these potential returns that you can get. And, uh, but I also understand that people that are out of work can potentially do this for a living. And, and I was wondering if you could expand upon that JW. Sure. I got people all over the United States that offer my notes to people and I show you how to do it. Uh, you know, what I do is I load your lips. I tell you the words to say, uh, if you find somebody that wants to buy one of my notes, you just hook them up with me. Uh, they buy the note. I pay you 20% of whatever I make. So you're going to average about $500 for any referral you send me. And then anytime they buy a note thereafter, I pay you again. You don't need a license to do what I'm doing. There's no uh, expense to doing this. You just call me, little pop-up, set up a time. We'll talk about it. I'll send you some material to show you how to do it. I wrote a book called Lady Like and Trust You Marketing on how to market uh, to people uh, at meetup groups and things like that. It's an easy thing to do. You don't have to be a salesman to work for me. This is not about selling. This is about educating. 
This is about teaching somebody something they didn't know, changing the way they think about something. And that's a lot easier to do to learn some kind of sales pitch. There right. is no sales pitch. I don't write anything out. I just show you how the stuff works. And you talk to the people and show them what it does once you understand it. And you'll be surprised what happens. I got a guy in, in Detroit was driving a rainbow bread truck when I met him two years ago. He makes five grand a month with me. Wow. So it, it's, and this is something you can do. It's very part time. If you're looking for a job, do this where you're looking. If you're, uh, you got a job, just keep doing it. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, um, what other tips and ideas do you have for people when it, when it comes to considering this as, as an investment? Well, uh, you know, the most important thing is, is you got to understand this is passive income. This is not cash right now type income. You could do that, but if you bought a note and pulled all the money out, you'd soon run out of money. Right. So the purpose of these notes is to compound your money. You just keep using the money that you're getting every month, and it's your option, but whatever, some of it or all of it, put it back in and buy more notes. And then what's going to happen when you get ready to retire well, maybe let's say you, you start out with $10,000 and in 10 years from now, that thing's producing you four or $5,000 a month. Well, that's a pretty good little retirement program. Absolutely. And the, you can have it in your IRA or not in your IRA. Uh, you can do it any way you want. So you can retire anytime you want. Uh, this is something you can do for kids when they're born. You could get them in a note. I'm talking to a lady in Albuquerque right now, putting kids in the in notes. So when they graduate from college, they got two or three thousand dollar a month income. That's incredible. So I, you know, I, I keep thinking back to the fact that this almost sounds too good to be true. Why do you think it is that more people aren't doing what you're doing? You know, and that's the that's the other two questions. <laughs> okay, sounds too good to be true. Why why isn't everybody doing it? I have no clue. I am the only small note broker in the United States, and the only thing is what you talked about when you read my bio there. I don't suffer from cluttered thought. I just simply did the math on this and went, whoa, this is what people need right here. This is a way for the average guy to make as good of money as the guy with a lot of money. Yeah, because this is the way the credit card companies are making a fortune. You know, they get 18% or whatever on, on the money that they're uh, lending out. And, and and you're getting the same thing at 15. Same system. And... There's no special reporting or anything, you know, above and beyond. On your income taxes counts as interest income, just like having money in the bank. So you're only paying taxes on the interest. That's amazing. 15%. That's amazing. Well, again, I'd like folks to know how they can reach you, JW. AmericanNoteWarehouse.com. And then it'll pop up. And then set up a time for me to call you, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, that's mainly what I do all day. You can see I have this telephone surgically implanted in my <laughs> ear. So I love to talk to you. I like to talk to people, to smart people who yep. care about things that matter. Excellent. Well, that does it for Your Career with Todd Bermont. Next week, tune in because we're going to have another great show on how to master the job search process. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Facebook slash Your Career Todd Bermont. And with that, I want to wish everybody a successful weekend and have a very happy holiday season.
Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production. Produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.